and welcome everybody to Dark Feather Gaming. This is our gaming news podcast, episode 33. So this is Thor, as always, and today I'm here with... Doc. And Sasquatch Senpai. And it looks like we have a bunch of stuff to dig into today, so let's open it up with Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Uh, Yeah, so we just got an actual announcement for the Mass Effect Legendary Edition on uh, when it's going to be. Fourteenth of twenty twenty one. Nice. Um, this will include all three of the original Mass Effect games in the trilogy. So this is excluding um, newer Mass Effect Andromeda. Uh, this will be bringing the game again to Windows PC via both Steam and Origin, as well as the Xbox One and PlayStation Four. Um, this does include all the single player main content as well as all the 40 uh, DLC packs that had been available throughout the three games life cycles. This is not, however, bringing the kind of like a horde co-op PVE uh, multiplayer game modes that were present in, I believe, two and three. Nice. Somehow, I so I just I I've played a little bit of uh, Andromeda, but I never got super far into Mass Effect. I never touched Andromeda. Yeah, I just remember playing. It was um, I don't think it was a demo or a beta, but I remember playing it, and I didn't have it. I don't remember how. It was a while back. So it looks like Tataria's co-creator has canceled the Google Stadia port, which I don't recall even existing. But uh, yeah, Terraria, uh, not Tataria. Terraria <laughs> is a popular 2D um, survival game by Relogic, and they have announced that they have severed ties with Google. Um, this means that they are no longer continuing their development of the Stadia version of the game. Um, existing versions will remain on the Android and Google Play, and those will not be affected by their decision to uh, cancel their Google Stadia version of their game. Hmm. Um, they said they weren't doing this just because punishing extreme customer, uh, punishing existing customers who pay for a game on these platforms is not what we are about. To be clear, there are should be no impact whatsoever to Terraria on Google platforms, both existing purchased games as well as ongoing store availability. Um, this happened because they had some issues with their Google developer accounts that Google themselves did not uh, take any action upon. They were falsely they were falsely locked out of their accounts, created a large hassle for them, and Relogic decided it was no longer worth the hassle or risk to their to their game itself. So, makes sense. And then. We have pretty big grip of Steam news coming our way, starting off with uh, Steam setting a record at 26.4 million concurrent users. Yeah, so Steam keeps going up in their concurrent user accounts. It's becoming a very, very large uh, main platform for PC gaming. It had already been the largest, but the previous record was 25.4 million concurrent users and that was earlier this year on january 2nd 
Um, now the record stands at 26,401,443 concurrent users. Damn. Um, that's not people playing games. Um, that's just people logged in at the same time, but that's still a hefty number. Yeah. That's yeah, that's a lot. Um, <laughs> not surprising. Uh, most of the, uh, the top five games at the time of them, two were, Two were Valve games, Counter-Strike, Global Offensive, and Dota 2. Then you had Player Unknown, it's, uh, Battlegrounds, Apex Legends, and Tale of Tale of Immortal, which is currently a just in simplified Chinese. It's a Chinese RPG that has been gaining traction on Steam, probably amongst you know Chinese players, but mm. still that's a <clears throat> it was 7.3 million people at the time concurrently playing games while not just logged in. So nice. And speaking of which, it looks like they have officially come to China, and uh, PS5 is supposed to as well. They being Steam, that is. Yes, so their Chinese app has officially launched. Um, However, there's only 40 games available on it, with another 10 on the way, so it's not nearly, you Mm -hmm. know, the entire normal platform. And the PS5 is also available there with its store now as well. So, um, yeah. Assuming you can find a PS5. Assuming you can find a PS5, yeah. Um, so it's, it's, yay, it's Steam, but also it's not really Steam. Very heavily curated by the government. What can, cannot be there. Um, Valve's titles are all there as well currently, it seems. So that's probably a hefty portion of the 40 available games. But uh, China now has access to Steam after it lost access not too long ago. Yeah. And the last one for Valve and Steam, it seems that they have refused Apple subpoenas uh, for six years worth of Steam sales data in the Epic Games lawsuit. Yeah, so this was trying to get some uh, data on how how much money can possibly be made through microtransactions. And they were hoping to get valve in on it to say, Hey, this is, this is the amount of money stuff is making. Here's what we can compare it to. And steam and valve valve. They don't want any part of this little shitstorm happening, <laughs> which uh, I can't blame. Yeah. That's yeah. And shifting on to some Microsoft news, looks like Halo the Master Chief Collection uh, 343 is teasing a new place and way to play. Uh, yeah, they're looking to expand where you can play their Master Chief Collection. Um, this probably doesn't mean that it's going to be coming to Sony systems by any chance. That'd be um, neat, though. Yeah, this could also just be like increased availability of the uh, Games Pass app, which people can play on different platforms as well. So it could be, you know, something coming in then Google's Stadia because Master Chief Collection is pretty much available on all. Oh, yeah. it's, it's available across many different PC store formats as well. Uh, putting it somewhere where they're just going to stream it anyways. Why not? Mm-hmm. Um, it was still rather vague. Um, 
but yeah, so Stadia, new ways to stream the game to your two different uh, mobile devices, as well as potentially coming to the Epic Game Store, seeing as how they also have other Microsoft uh, published games on the Epic on the Epic Game Store already. Mm. It seems like Microsoft is also creating a new company, uh, Vault, to compete with ZeniMax and Bethesda deal. Uh, yeah, so to complete it, yeah. Um, the EU European Union is currently deciding whether their seven and a half billion dollar acquisition of the uh, company is. Is in accordance with their monopoly laws, and so to kind of get around this in case there is an issue, they are creating a new company called Vault, which will be uh, a company underneath Microsoft's overall umbrella. So it'll be both separate and part of Microsoft itself. Hmm. Uh, probably named Vault specifically after, you know, Vault Tech within the Bethesda universe of the Fallout games. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know why they would need to create Vault. I don't know why they couldn't just keep it as, you know, ZeniMax Bethesda <laughs> and just have that as the other company, but whatever. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm not I'm not familiar with anti-monopoly <laughs> laws, especially in the European Union. Yeah. So let's talk some CD Projekt Red and Cyberpunk. Uh, looks like they've become the third video game company to be hit with a ransomware attack recently. Yes. Um, on February 8th, they were the victims of another ransomware attack. And like you said, they're the third one recently within the last four months. Um, the hacker proclaimed that they were epically pwned on Twitter. <laughs> Uh, they've received a ransom notes as they all do saying, Hey, if you don't pay us, we're going to auction all your stuff off. And apparently it's the source codes for, um, that they acquired. The source codes were for cyberpunk 2077 Gwent and the Witcher three wild hunts, and also an unreleased version of the Witcher three wild hunts. So who knows what that means, hmm. but, um, it's probably the, uh, the, uh, next gen remaster of the game. Yeah, that would that would make sense. But uh, apparently they also already sold that information. So uh, it's much like mm -hmm. the other companies uh, who have recently been struck with these ransomware attacks, um, they did not pay for their data. Yeah, looks like um, and that kind of the next our next couple topics kind of cook into that because they uh yeah they refuse to pay that uh but they're using a dcma takedown to keep stolen code from spreading around that might be the first like legitimate use of dmc takedowns i've right? ever heard of <clears throat> i mean most companies it's legitimate if they use it if it's their own stuff i mean it's shitty but they're allowed to yeah, I mean, I think he means legitimate, shit. like, like ethically speaking, not legally speaking. Well, I think it's morally, still ethical if, they, if people protect their own music and content. I can still think it's shitty. I can still think it's also mm -hmm. ethical. But I mean, you also do get people just reporting stuff as copyrighted to fuck with other people. That's definitely on the other end of that entire I've, spectrum. But I've yeah. definitely seen seen extreme cases on both ends. I remember once I just put this little video I made for a client for my design business a long time ago, and I used um, Soundation just to make a little tune. 
and I got a takedown request from it, and I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, okay, definitely not because I just did this little tune real quickly, and I investigated the company that like reported it, and apparently they're notorious for just casting this huge wide net and trying to do takedown requests to everybody uh, and suing everyone, They hoping people just be like, oh, no, here, sorry, and then handing over all their ad revenue. Yep, that happens so, too. Yeah, it's I've seen a lot of weird cases, but um and uh looks this is actually a good ingenious use of it too. Hmm. Um because yeah, it looks like the Witcher hacked data it has reportedly sold. Yep. So I guess we'll just have to keep seeing how that develops. Uh um, probably a lot of DMC takedowns <laughs> in the future to yeah. keep it off. So EA buys Glue Mobile for $2.1 billion. Yeah, so Glue Mobile is uh, a mobile gaming developer. Um, they're makers of Diner Dash, Cooking Dash, uh, Restaurant Dash, Gordon Ramsay, and Kim Kardashian, a Hollywood Dash. So it's just another mobile game company. Um, this kind of goes along with their previous purchase of king mobile so or activision purchase king mobile sorry um so it just kind of puts them in rival two of the largest mobile developers are now within the hands of two of the larger uh just publishers overall um cringe so <laughs> uh, every time i hear king mobile or king digital i have to say the word cringe it's just it's a moral thing <laughs> But uh, yeah, so it's just going to bring in more revenue for them in the end. Um, it's not nothing new for EA, you know, selling games with a lot of microtransactions. So. But it is a it is a business deal that has been done and two point one billion dollars for a mobile game developer is still quite a hefty bit. That's, you know, barely under one third of what uh, <laughs> Bethesda was bought for. Yeah. And let's see, it looks like Crash Bandicoot is coming to the current gen. <clears throat> yeah, Crash Bandicoot 4, the newly newly released uh sequel to the older, much older Crash Bandicoot 3, is officially getting a PS5, Xbox Series XS, and a Switch a Switch, a Switch release in March. Um and the PC read PC release will be later in the year. I would like to point out that Crash Bandicoot 3 is actually called Crash Bandicoot Warped. I know, but 3 is just easier to say than before 4. I remember the Christmas jingle to the Crash Bandicoot Warped. <laughs> oh, jeez. Will you, will you sing it for us, Doc? No. <laughs> <coughs> Let's see. And what's this about GTA remasters? Um, the Take-Two CEO says, hey, that's a great question um, and says it's an encouraging thought. So at a um, conference call with their uh, their earnings call um, last Monday, their Take-Two CEO, Strauss Zelnick, was asked if they ever seen an opportunity to remaster prior GTA games and cash in on it. And he's like, yeah, that's a great question. Why not? It's encouraging. Um, so... You know, also with Grand Theft Auto V releasing on literally every platform. Um, I know we joke about Skyrim being released on literally everything, but so is GTA V. 
uh, remasters could potentially be on the way. Um, not necessarily a bad thing. Like I would probably play through yeah. a remaster of like Vice City or something. I'd play Vice City. I, Vice City was my favorite. It was just ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, so it's not out of the question. Um, they do they do move slowly on their games, especially with uh, GTA Online still pumping out money for them. You know, technically being a, a free service, but, you know, microtransactions will get you. People will pay for microtransactions in free games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ubisoft is moving away from AAA titles, it seems. Uh, Not completely. They want to move away from From pure reliance upon them. Yeah, Yeah, so they want uh, free-to-play games to have a bigger role in its revenue, which free-to-play games recently have been very successful. Um, Personally, I'm more likely to spend money in a free-to-play game than I am on microtransactions, that game I paid for, because it makes no sense to me to pay for stuff in a game I've already fully paid for, but for some reason I can justify it in a free-to-play game because mm. I'm retarded. But uh, yeah, so what they want to do now is come out with three or four AAA games per year um, and then do a much do many more smaller free-to-play games or AA games, which we're starting to see a rise in the creation and release of those in the last few years. Um, they believe that overall it'll increase a huge boon to their revenue while also letting them keep the quality of the AAA games that they release uh, up towards the roof of what's capable. Hmm. And so let's see, PS5 DualSense controller drift has now formed a class action lawsuit um, and there's a U.S. law firm investigating uh, yeah, so it's kind of along the same lines as the Joy-Con drift with a Switch. Um, analog sticks, uh, especially on controllers in their infancy, tend to have a huge issue where after use they'll have this thing called drift. Um, and there is currently a loss, a class action lawsuit pending for owners of DualSense controllers uh, against Sony if they are having any issues with uh, joystick drift on their controllers. Um, this same law firm is also the ones pursuing the case against Nintendo for their Joy-Con drift. So mm. that, seems to kind of be their thing. That kept happening to my uh, PS4 controllers, but it only seemed to happen after years and years and years. So, but it happened to every one of them without fail after a few years. Yeah, but uh, uh, it's definitely not been a few years. Yeah, no, if it's happening that quick, that's not okay at all. All right. So Overcooked 2 for Switch is going to be free to play for an entire week. Yeah, so you got like two days left on that. Oh, shit. This is an article. Yeah, no, you actually got no days left on that. This is an older article from last week before we skipped. Then we lied. Yeah. That's really Uh, overcooked. Fun. They uh, this uh, the free to play week ended on the seventeenth. Okay, so we lie. Yeah, Overcooked is a really fun (laughs) franchise, though. I have it. Uh, I had it from when PS4 had it for free. I haven't tried it yet, though. Uh, it's best played with a friend. You will not get very far solo. Yeah. It, It. Yeah. Two, three, or like like uh, two or three friends also really help. 
Yeah, and once you get up to the higher levels, you need those people. Is it cross-platform? Uh, I don't think so. Hmm. Let's see, so Sonic the Hedgehog 2 to hit theaters April 22nd. A movie, not uh, not like a remake of oh, Sonic okay. the Hedgehog 2. Yeah, I, didn't, I just realized that, so that's... So they were making a new uh, sequel to the movie that they made. Yes, um, and their tweet revealing this information reads as follows. Groundbreaking, thought-provoking, extremely obvious, presenting the official title of the Sonic movie sequel, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Nice. So it's just called Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Um, Tails will be in it. Uh, Miles, Tails, Powers, Powers? Yeah, Powers. Hours, yeah, um, he'll be in it. The logo has been officially revealed as well. So we get more Sonic. And I got to say, I did nice. enjoy the first one. It was really fun. I really loved it. I um, definitely I go see a second. I only went and saw it. I had no idea how good it was going to be because they fixed Sonic's look. They spent so much time and money fixing Sonic's appearance. Thanks to, uh, you know, feedback. Yeah, that was <laughs> feedback. feedback. It was it was very critical feedback and not everybody was very polite about providing the critical feedback. But uh, they spent so much time, money and effort going through and redesigning ev- like, you know, you have to animate the new model and it, it's difficult. It's a lot of work and they did it. Um, well, and the movie was actually enjoyable and, and pretty good. They had to redo everything about his facial features because yeah, having a creepy, weird human mouth to, you know, <laughs> An actual Sonic, Sonic mouth. <laughs> yeah, so uh, apparently everyone's saying, all right, no, now I'm going to go see it because they fixed it. It paid off. We're getting a sequel. Nice. And a very, very thought-provoking good. title. Right. So let's uh, touch back on to Epic Games again. Look, uh, Epic Games again. It looks like they've settled a lawsuit against a 14-year-old Fortnite player. Yes, this is a four-year-old lawsuit now, give or take a uh, few months here or there, but uh, is a lawsuit against filed in uh, 2017 <coughs> against a 14-year-old Fortnite player who allegedly made YouTube videos of himself using cheating software. Um, oh, his right. parents fought against it and everything because you know it's an idiot making software. It's just it just really does seem to be like a bully mechanism against someone who has zero chance just to try to dissuade others from cheating, but it doesn't mm. work because you know, you have supposed Fortnite professionals in the loosest term. Cause they're playing Fortnite who cheat also and get caught all the time. But none of this happens to them because they're like, you know, faces of their game. Yeah. But a boon from them, it says here they have that Epic's uh, Epic's metal human creator has allowed developers to create high fidelity human models. Define allow here. Is this going? (laughs) Um, I think it just allows them to. I I don't think there's any like second secondary meaning or hidden meaning behind how it allows them to. Well, I, didn't, I only um, read the headline, so I didn't know if it was if the developer was like, "Okay, you're allowed to use our models now without getting sued." I don't know. 
so no um the the soft the program software is called F, is called metahuman creator and it's okay. created by mepic yeah. oh okay so it's just software that helps really helps create high fidelity um pretty detailed human faces and models overall really quickly from photos and pictures and stuff like that gotcha. um, once the model's done it can be downloaded fully rigged and it's ready for animation um and also like rather than spending weeks modeling a body you you can do it really really quickly um it's all completely done in a web browser as well oh that's impressive um, so far they you select preset faces and builds um then you can modify different features and stuff much like you know a character creator in a game 30 different hairstyles mm -hmm. Uh, 18 different proportion bodies, body types, uh, clothing options, stuff like that. And being able to be nice. done from a browser is huge because then you can yeah, just download cool. the model directly from there. Yeah, that's bitching. So let's talk Nintendo a little bit. Uh, Nintendo's now offering a free one-on-one -on -one consultation to tell you what games you need to play next, which this is a neat. I remember when Netflix used to kind of do this. I don't know if uh, Netflix used to that. do what? It, let, let's talk about this first. The Nintendo offering one-on-one -on -one consultations to tell you what games to play next. Yes, it's the uh, Nintendo Switch Concierge program um, in the U.S. specifically. Uh, this gives Switch owners a chance to have a one-on-one -on -one consultation with a Nintendo rep to figure out what games they should play next, amongst other topics. Hmm. Yeah, see. Um, the website gives you a few options to talk to them about, like uh, basic information about your Switch, games, what games to play, security, privacy. Uh, it's like a more huh. personal FAQ. That's kind of that neat. You can do. It's, it's yeah. neat because it's free. <laughs> but no, Netflix used to do something kind of like that, except it wasn't the real person. It was an AI, but it used to have a thing that if you're like, I don't know what I want to watch, it would like have you answer some weird mundane questions and then start popping suggestions at you. That was a huh. long time ago. I actually really missed that thing. Pretty sure there's just websites that do it now that are not Netflix affiliated. You can go through. Probably. So let's see, retro, <clears throat> retro, yeah, retro Nintendo games found hidden in Microsoft Edge extensions. Yes. A use for Edge. Hmm. Uh, I have to use it at work. It's not bad. I just don't think I'll ever switch to it personally. But uh, yeah, so in a bunch of extensions, um, there have been pirated copies of Nintendo ROMs. And these were just edge add-ons completely as well. So these were their own edge add-ons that were just pirated ROM games uh, hmm. of various retro Nintendo games that people would be able to play within their edge browser. Interesting. Um, it was probably someone uploaded them, hoping people would download it. I'm sure there were probably viruses in them as well. Oh, yeah. So sure uh, had a good LimeWire effect. Uh, oh, or whatever else there was. There was one with like clovers, wasn't there? No, I don't know. Those, uh, yeah, those don't don't use those pieces of software. They're bad for you <laughs> and your computer <laughs> and your personal information. It's it's bad for everyone involved. 
Uh, not the people stealing your information. They're having a good time. <laughs> oh, man. Let's see. So the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD has been announced for Nintendo Switch. Yes, so this is an HD remaster of uh, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, which originally launched back on the Wii U, I believe. Um, was it the Wii? Uh, Wii. Wii Remote and Nunchuck. So yeah, the original Wii. Yep. Um, originally, your sword and shield were controlled with the Nunchuck and the Joy-Con, but controls have been changed for the Switch since... Uh, it's not necessarily always an option. Um, there will also be special Joy-Cons for the game being released alongside of the game's launch as well. Uh, much like you have special Joy-Cons for nearly every Nintendo exclusive at this point. But yeah, there'll be new button-based controls for the Sword and Shield because you don't necessarily have the same sort of control and options using uh, as you did with the original Wii. Hmm. And a little bit sadder news, uh, Taiwan's Pokemon Go grandpa has had to stop hunting after some earthquake glitches. Yeah, so this happened last week, and I just thought it was kind of interesting. And I know you guys play Pokemon, but mm. this guy plays Pokemon on, I think, like 100 phones at once, plays Pokemon Go. Yeah, he's pretty, and pretty there was a there was a glitch in Taiwan's earthquake alarm system, which is sent out to mobile users and it locked all of his phones. Oh, so he had to stop playing. Oh, that sucks. Um, at least until the until glitch was out, worked yeah. out. Yeah. Well, I think I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it's, it's ironed out now, but, uh, it was not for a few days at least. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit new topics. A co-op survival game, Valim, sells a million copies in a week. I feel like we've talked about this before, have we? Uh, outside of me saying, hey, I'm playing this game and wait till Doc gets on Discord, I'm going to keep doing that. I don't think so. Hmm. Yeah, because it, uh, it sounds familiar. The name does. Yeah, I feel, uh, I feel like Sasquatch said he wasn't interested in playing another uh, survival game. Yeah, and then I started. Yep. I oh, no, it yeah. Was, I, okay, I remember cheap. this one. I wanted to try this. This one looked fucking good. I got to fucking try this out. Yeah, this one looks right. It's on Steam. It's like 15 bucks. Um, so far, it hasn't been bad. It's uh, way more complex uh, as you get into further, like, crafted items so like metals are more complex to make than just throwing them into a regular furnace you need multiple tables you learn recipes as you go the combat in it's actually not too terrible um, which is usually why i don't play most survival games because the combat's awful and you have to generally do quite a bit of that anyways mm -hmm. but yeah in its first week it sold a million copies which is quite a bit for a small indie game um especially as a first release with only one platform yeah Nice. Yeah, I'm going to I just added it to my wish list. I totally forgot about that game. I got to go try that out. Yeah, it's still one of the top games on Steam being played too. Um, on Twitch, it had 127,000 peak viewers, probably from a couple of the larger streamers playing it and people tuning in and checking it out. Nice. Uh, it's definitely worth checking out. It's worth grabbing now while it's still in early access and at a lower price, I think, even if you're not going to play it for a while. Hmm. 
cool, cool. Uh, let's see. It looks like The Witcher Old World is a new board game that's coming out next year. Uh, yes, the game is heading to Kickstarter in May to help fund itself. Um, it's being produced also by CD Projekt Red since they, you know, do hold the uh, the licensing to it. Um, they are using Kickstarter as a way to put more stuff into the game and judge how popular it will be, how much they're going to develop it. Um, the game is designed for two to five players who will become witchers um, after they complete their training. They get to choose their, you know, one of the schools and ever, and then they just go on a little board game adventure. Hmm. Um, yeah, so that's going to be coming out later next year. Check that out. Uh, may also be able to see what's going to be kind of on in the game. Um, it's being developed. The board game is being developed by both CD Projekt Red and Go On Board, which is the board game printer. I don't know what exactly you call the board game designer, something producer. It's still just game designer, game producer. So canceled Iraq War first-person shooter Six Days in Fallujah has been resurrected for 2021 release. So yeah, I remember first seeing about this game a while ago, actually, and it was canceled. Um, it was announced in 2009 and then canceled shortly after just because it was still kind of fresh in people's minds. Um, that particular firefight in Fallujah itself um there's a lot of sides to it a lot of uh it's a very you know typically anything dealing with a real life event especially more recently than i don't know vietnam is still very fresh in the minds of people mm -hmm. um a lot of controversy surrounding it it was uh, it was officially canceled um however apparently they had been working on a new version since 2016 and it had been officially renounced for a release announced for a release earlier or for later this year 2021 released um it's supposedly i don't know they said they didn't want to make it a political game but that's kind of impossible if you're dealing with a yeah, real life war situation I... so it just sounds like a giant cop out where they don't want to tackle anything more difficult because the actual <clears throat> the actual fight in Fallujah it was uh, soldiers were criticized for using white phosphorus which is a war crime um, yeah if people remember if you ever played uh, Spec Ops the line that is one of the scenes that sticks with most people from it is when the uh, player character and his squad decide to use white phosphorus on a huge um, encampment of enemy soldiers that they need to get. Uh, so they're just kind of cutting all this more uh, difficult to tackle issues out of the game, it seems, rather than make something that might be thought provoking. Yeah. So if you were some reason looking forward to it uh, back in 2009 to 2011, uh, well, it's back for release. There's even a trailer for it if you want to check it out. And kind of in, in between those topics, because going back to board games a little bit, um, there was a Metal Gear Solid board game that was canceled. Um, or sorry, there was, there was a Metal Gear Solid board game that has now been canceled, according to IDW Games. Yes, and they are citing the uh, pandemic 
as one of the major contributing factors in the cancellation of this game. But it's being canceled, not delayed. Yes, it's being straight up canceled. I think there was a lot of issues with uh, particular licensing for it as well. Mm. Uh, Yeah, they've been trying to keep it going since 2018. Um, They've had prototypes of miniatures and everything, gameplay systems and everything done in 2019. Um, But dealing with the pandemic in 2020, the licenses coming to an end um yeah so it's just been completely canceled now to everyone who pre-ordered it idw games made it official and emailed them um they said it was a difficult decision um people people will be refunded if they paid they will not have to pay depending on different uh websites move back even though you know they did seem to have made quite a bit of progress on it with miniatures and stuff in development and already being printed yeah and let's see some news on the kingdom hearts side the kingdom hearts series is finally coming to pc via the epic game store i actually saw that pop up on my uh epic store the other day that it was coming and I kind of got excited. Uh, Yeah. It's uh, all of the currently released games will actually be available on the EGS. Um, I think all the major console ones, actually. So you got Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 and 2.5 Remix, Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8, Final Chapter Prologue, Kingdom Hearts 3, and Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory um, will be available on March 30th via the Epic Game Store. this is probably an EGS exclusive because usually it'll say EG uh, Epic Game Store than other platforms or something. Yeah. But so far, this seems like it will just be an Epic Game Store exclusive. Uh, this is weird because Square Enix releases their stuff generally on every platform. This is probably a mm-hmm. Epic paid Disney money and Disney likes money. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Disney does like money. I need to get back uh, on my yeah. Kingdom Hearts Let's Plays. I have not been interested in one since I was like 12. I got uh, a big package that came with all of them. I only ever played the first one. I got a big package that came with all of them, and I played through the first one again and recorded it, and I was building it into Let's Plays, and then I kind of just uh, abandoned it a while back. I need to get back on that. Hey, look at this. You got this new Starlink that you can use. Yeah. Check out that that uploads and stuff for it. So something that I know you're excited about, and I'm pretty stoked on too, a Legend of Mana Remaster has been announced, launching oh. June 24th for PC, yes. PS4, and Switch. So I squealed like a little girl when I saw this news. Um, there is a trailer for it as well. Um, it's not a complete remake like Trials of Mana was. It's kept more in line with the original artwork, much uh, similar to how The Secret of Mana remaster was made um, less work done on it though than that they kind of kept more of how the sprites looked originally but it is updated to hd um legend of mana was originally released way back in 99 for the original playstation and it takes place in the world of fadiel uh so i am really excited to get to play this uh and i'm really hoping i can find a physical copy of it somewhere somehow 
Nice. But uh, it is launching on PC via Steam, Nintendo Switch, as well as the PlayStation 4, so also the PlayStation 5. Yeah, naturally. I wonder if they'll do – I'm hoping they're – because I, uh, I don't have um, uh, Trials of Mana yet, so I'm hoping that they'll do like a package deal after it releases so I can get them both for PS4. Um. I don't know about that just because Trials of Mana has a huge bundle on the Switch already, which is the original uh, Mystic Quest, um, then Secret of Mana, then uh, Secret of Mana 2, uh, Trials of Mana. I don't know if Legend of Mana will be thrown in with that as well. Um, I'm sure maybe further down the road you'll get a huge bunch of one because they seem to be popping these out every year. Probably well, not a lot of work. The they are relatively small like games. like PSN but... store or something. Uh, Oh, I have no idea. But uh, I know what I will be playing immediately when it launches. So Adam Sessler and Kevin Piera are officially returning to G4. Yes, so they are some of the hosts officially returning to it. Um, Adam Sessler is uh, a popular games journalist on the internet still even after g4 left um kevin Pereira is known for his work on attack of the show um with prior host olivia munn who now does other acting things um Cesar was a huge part of the relaunch or and the teasing for g4's relaunch as well so um officially exploit and attack of the show will return nice um platforms and everything still haven't been announced but i'm sure it will be an internet stream show so oh yeah yeah i would assume i mean it, they could throw a curveball it could be like some sort of netflix or hulu exclusive who knows but i doubt it i wouldn't be uh, shocked I mean, it could be, but i'd be like huh they were, be taken back they were like daily shows though so it'd be difficult yeah. on like a netflix platform well, but i mean you got twitch you got I, youtube i don't know did you ever watch Facebook, um even? What was it the Joe McHale show or something? It was the thing Netflix did, and they put a new episode out like once a week or something like that. They, they, uh, I mean, Joe I McHale mean, had a Joe McHale had his own show already on live TV called The Soup. I'm, I'm just saying that like they they throw curveballs like that every now and then to try and do something new. So, so Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Miriam visits uh, Blasphemous in perfectly suited crossover. Uh, yes, so both Bloodstained Ritual of the Night and Blasphemous are um, Metroidvania-style games that are mixed with a Souls-like. Um, I really have enjoyed both of those titles. But uh, yeah, so Strife and Blasphemous, Strife and Ruin, um, is actually live now. Um, and it is a crossover between the two franchises. And I, I looked for why they were possibly branching, branching over into one another, like uh, a shared publisher. I couldn't find it. They're just probably like, hey, yeah, sure, let's do this. But you have Miriam from Ritual the Night who gets stuck in Svidaskia, which is the place where Blasphemous takes place with the Pentident One. And the entire new quest line and new areas are trying to help Miriam get back to her world through a shattered mirror she traveled through. Um, it's a completely free update. It also adds new boss rush modes and challenge rooms as well. Something I will be trying out because the game is fucking fantastic. Mm. Both of them are actually fantastic. So I'm hoping somehow this comes over to uh, there's some sort of crossover into Bloodstained as well. Nice. 
And Amazon's New World MMO is finally going to be out in August with a closed beta happening in July. Yeah, so New World had been delayed quite a few times, actually. It's supposed to launch uh, mid last year, then delayed back to late last year. It's supposed to launch this spring, then delayed with no actual release date. And now we have a release window of August. Um, and that closed beta in July will probably be much like the prior alpha beta, maybe with more content available. Um, but they were really, really listening to the complaints and an input from the players who participated in the the closed alpha the uh, stress test they had and overall i really enjoyed the type of game it was it was like a mmo survival ish style game a lot of exploration um and they took that to heart they made a lot of combat changes uh, they added 18 new different weapon classes which they're prior going to be like six they added new ways armor and everything interacts crafting change a whole bunch of the combat systems added actual like uh party dungeons rather than just going through areas with your party um so they they put in a lot of more normal mmo type things with it like the dungeons and raids and revamp their pvp systems so this is a game you have been looking forward to much like i have myself we have a hard release date on august 31st with the closed beta in july nice See and oh, uh, Splatoon Three has been announced for Switch, launching in two thousand and twenty-two. I'm not familiar with the Splatoon series. Well, just just don't look at the logo because it looks like a dickhead. <laughs> um, yeah, but Splatoon, you, uh, it's like a team-based shooter, um, except you paint the you paint the ground at the end of the match. Whoever has the most areas painted as their team's colors when um, it does have combat between them but you have like different painting tools which kind of help dictate your class a little bit um it has been a very popular game on nintendo consoles for a while since it is a it is a very unique on a team unique take on a team-based shooter so a third one being announced isn't that surprising but uh being announced on the 22nd or for not the 22nd but uh next year in 2022 something that soon is kind of surprising and it looks like Saudi Arabia has become one of the largest shareholders in Activision Blizzard, EA, and Take-Two. Still here, uh, Doc going on. Hmm? Yeah, I'm still here. I could, I could hear Doc going on, but you cut out for me, Doc, uh, Thor. Oh. Um, I was talking to Saudi Arabia has become one of the largest shareholders in Activision, Blizzard, EA, and Tick2. Uh, yeah, so Saudi Arabia's Sovereign Wealth Fund, the public investment fund, um, has become the largest shareholders in those companies after buying shares in the fourth quarter of last year. Um, they purchased 50 million shares of Activision, 7.4 million shares of EA. And make which makes them the sixth largest shareholder for both companies and four million shares in Take Two Interactive, making it the fifth largest shareholder there. Um, so mm-hmm. it's like an entire country purchased shares in video game companies. Wow. Um, three major ones at the end of last year, too. Um, apparently, this is part of the Crown Prince's Vision 2030, intending to improve its industries with its own wealth amassed through oil. Um, they're hoping to get into other 
<laughs> really branch out into different uh, different economies there by just moving from oil to hey, we're part of video game makers. Yeah. Hmm. Whatever works, I guess. So getting into some movie and television news, uh, Jack Black has joined the Borderlands movie cast as Claptrap. Uh, yeah, and this is this news came shortly after Kevin Hart was announced to be uh, rolling in the movie as well. Oh, nice. So, yeah, there's a, a bunch of major names coming out now being tagged along with the Borderlands uh, movie title. Um, and I'm still along the lines of if, if Mr. Torque is in it, uh, it needs to be Terry Crews. Otherwise, we riot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. One hundred. Um, so, yeah. Also, we have official official people in the cast, uh, official official names tied to it. You have Kate Blanchett as Lilith and Jamie Lee Curtis as Dr. Tannis. Nice. So these are some rather well-known uh, actors and actresses. When's this supposed to be coming out? Oh, uh, I don't know if there's even a release date hmm. for that at all. Okay. Um, it is it is being uh, it is being put forth by Lionsgate as well. So I don't know. There's no news on that, but I mean, there's been rumors about a Borderlands movie, and we just started getting casting news in hmm. clumps recently. So. Yeah. Are they going to get to play Handsome Jack? Hmm. <clears throat> I don't know who they're going to have play Handsome Jack. It also depends on what, move, what, what uh, movie it's based on or if it's like a clump of all three of them. Yeah. But I can't, I can't imagine it would be three or two if you know, you're casting someone like Kevin Hart in a major role. <laughs> As, uh, spoilers, Roland dies in two. Pretty early on, just hmm. kill off poor Kevin Hart. So speaking of casting, The Last of Us uh, has cast Pedro Pascal for Joel in the HBO series adaptation. Uh, yeah, and also um, they have asked uh, they have added uh, Bella Ramsey to be Ellie in the movie as well. Um, she is. This is... Uh, she was Liana Mormont in Game of Thrones. I don't. Uh, okay, she I've was the uh, little girl who controlled the house. I've never watched Game of Thrones. Oh, well, I don't know. Bella Ramsey. Uh, I, you know her from somewhere else. Oh, I'm going to Google it. You're probably thinking of Bella from your favorite movie series, Twilight. Ah. Uh -huh. So, uh, and that same topic of adaptations, Netflix has announced a Dota Dragon's Blood animated series. Yeah, so Netflix is making more anime about random things, it seems. And we're getting even more into weirder territory with a Dota. Um, yeah, not saying seems, it doesn't have a lot of uh, lore weird. there to behind to back it, but uh, yeah. Hmm. Um, it's going to be an eight-episode animated series based on Dota 2. Uh, it's going to be arriving March 25th, so relatively soon. Um, Studio Murr. Um, who have done The Legend of Korra and uh, Voltron Legendary Defender will be producing it. Um, Ashley Edward Miller, who wrote um, X-Men First Class as well as Thor and Black Sails. So pretty decent writer there. Will also be the show will be the showrunner and producer. And you have Ryuki Hyun serving as the co-executive producer. Hmm. Um, 
generally. So what this is going to be, it's going to be just based around a few of the characters within the Dota 2 universe and how their stories intertwine with one another, because generally you have a bunch of like different factions or countries or regions all within those MOBAs and they all have their own mm. individual character stories and then tied together stories with other characters. So yeah, uh, yeah. this was news to me. Just more anime on Netflix. I don't know. Netflix puts up pretty good uh, original anime, I think. So, yeah, I've adaptation or not, um, they 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 put out good anime. Yeah, I've liked quite a few of their series. So, uh, uh, the Mortal Kombat movie has dropped a trailer. Have you guys checked that out yet? I have. I not. have. I really liked it, but I can't get over it. the part that keeps throwing me is. Um, the way Scorpion yells "Get over here!" made me like, "What? Wait!" That it just the inflection like way didn't sound sound right. Um, but otherwise, it looks fucking awesome. I'm pretty stoked. I thought it looks really good. Um, I'll probably see it just because it's mm. Mortal Kombat, and I want to see yeah. what they do with it. Um, I still like the original one, even though it's you know it'll always be a classic. Technically, maybe. it's awful, but I enjoy it because it's oh, ridiculous. Uh, there is no Johnny Cage, so I'm kind of sad, but. Hmm. Yeah. And... The, the character designs so far have all looked really good. Um, the effects have looked great. Yep. So I'll probably see it at some point. Yeah, I'm stoked for it. It'll also probably have a dope soundtrack with great remixes of the character themes. Mm-hmm. Dude, you got to. Uh, unless it's sort of like those reptiles theme again, I write. <laughs> Dude, you got to check out the the trailer though. There, it has fatalities in the trailer. It is red band. Oh, very good, very good. So the last thing on here are some RuneScape updates. If you are not aware, they are doing their XP or their double XP live right now. So you have forty eight hours worth of double XP, and as what has become usual, you can pause your XP timer, but you only have two weeks to use up that 48 hours of double XP. So that's started today. So go start on that now. Um, some other things, if you've been keeping track, the uh, Azandara's quest line is continuing with the Elder God Wars. Um, so that's going on, and they've been posting that, but there's scant information. One of the main things um, as far as news that they've been announcing is their uh, player avatar refresh project. So they're finally, they're not doing a whole new graphic iteration. They're not like doing RuneScape 4, but they are doing a whole new wash of uh, character avatars and updating the models, which they haven't really done since, what was it? I think like 2016 or something. So it's been five years or so. So, I mean, I got no idea. That's your, that's your expertise. It's, it's it's been a long time. So, and I not they have previews up. If you go on the website, they have a little video snippets and they have some scales that'll show you, um, everywhere from their iteration in 2001, 2013, where it is currently and what the refresh looks like. Um, and it looks pretty good. Um, they've been making some pretty big strides, uh, and there's supposed to be a lot coming down the line this year. Um, I'm, suspecting there'll be a lot more graphical changes uh so it's it's something i'm looking forward to um but the main thing of course is double xp weekend so make sure you're checking that out uh other than that what have you been playing recently sasquatch uh a lot let's um, talk I've been about playing it. 
<laughs> I've been playing WoW still. Uh, I played with Doc here last week, earlier this week, something yeah. this week. Um, I've been playing Magic again, uh, Valorant, uh, Fantasy Star Online 2, because I'm a fucking degenerate weeb. Um, hmm. I've also been playing Valium recently. So there's that. Uh, my Steam library has, like, I mean, it's really easy to see what I'm playing um, at any time. Um, yeah, Baldur's Gate 3, I'll be picking that up again here shortly just because they have a new class coming out. Um, I did pick up Hellish Court. It is a sword dueling game akin to the old school Bushido Blade. And um, that's been really fun as well. Ooh, getting, uh, I love that. Bushido Blade. Well, it's on Steam. It's cheap. Uh, so far, there's nice. six duelists with two more being worked on right now than two what, more being designed. What's it called? Hellish Court. Hellish Court. Adding it to wish list now. It's a uh, very simple and yet seems like it has a it has a really, really high skill ceiling. So nice. Basic combos, different swords, different fighting style. Doesn't take much to necessarily win a fight, but you can also just win a fight pretty quickly and parry stuff like that. It's been really, really fun. Nice. The footage I've seen of it looks pretty cool. Yeah, I, it like, looks I'm really at it right cool. now. Yeah, it's, it looks rad. You're right, very Bushido Blady. <laughs> yes, it was one of those. Hmm. How about? Uh, how, oh, sorry. I was going to say, but that's about it. It's still still have quite a few games that I'm uh, <clears throat> that I'm playing through at one time. Uh, oh, yeah, I did a uh, beat Neo 2. So Neo 2 is fantastic. I highly recommend it if you like Souls-like games. Nice. How about you, Doc? What have you been playing lately? I uh, played a bit of Warcraft this week. A lot of The Witcher 3. Um, some some Guilty Gear Exard, and right now I am playing the Guilty Gear Strive beta. Nice. I'm in open beta on PlayStation uh, this weekend. And you got a PlayStation 4, my man. I did. For this beta. And I guess, you know, Persona 5, because I really want to play that. Well, that's probably coming mm. on PC relatively soon. Yeah, well, I had an opportunity and I took it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's really about it. Hmm. Uh, I've been basically plowing through The Witcher 3 to, hmm. to beat Jeff or Jap out of hell. <laughs> nice. I've been picking up quite we'll a probably bit. probably get out of uh, Velen in the board game when it launches before Jeff gets out of Velen in his game. Oof. Yeah, yeah ex- uh, except for when I was sick and down, I've actually been playing quite a few different games. I played, I, I got back into uh, both Pokemon Go and the Pokemon trading card game online quite a bit more. Um, and of course, RuneScape and Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, played a little bit of Guilty Gears with Doc over here. Um, and I'm going to be trying out a few different things. As I've mentioned, I have Starlink internet now and it is stream worthy finally. So I have some planned streams starting on the sixth to do some 
good stress tests for it. Um, but I'll be doing some intermittent streams, mostly through YouTube and Facebook, um, starting this weekend uh, here and there. So I will keep everyone posted on that and keep an eye on my page uh, for my live stream tests, which I can finally do, which is fucking awesome. All right. Looks like that's going to do it. Thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in. Um, don't forget to like and subscribe. Of course, our main page is facebook.com slash darkfeathergaming. You can find all our personal pages and all of our links in the comments and or details below. Thank you so much, everyone, and have a great weekend. Johnny.